Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name's Sianja. My name is Manchi. And I'm Vartika. And today we're going to look beyond but mean artworks that are being sent back to Nigeria. Okay, that's a first for a museum. I know. That's why I wanted to talk about it this week, because I feel like we talked about it in another week, how a lot of museums had foreign art pieces and they're just holding on to it and don't want to give it back. But I'm happy to report that the Smithsonian African Art Museum is expected to send Benin bronzes back to Nigeria. And this is a landmark move because this will be one of the largest uh, repatriations of Benin bronzes back to, well, Nigeria, not actually the country of Benin, but Nigeria, because the Benin bronzes are from the kingdom of Benin, which is now a southern part of Nigeria. No relation to the country at all, if that isn't confusing for people. Um, but apparently this was following a decision by Germany to begin repatriating its Benin bronzes and other US museums like the Met and also the Fowler Museum uh, at UCLA have also done it, but they've only done it in small quantities. Like the Met only returned a small portion of their Benin bronzes and it's believed that they own 160 of them. So quite a lot of, you know, foreign art pieces that are just being held by large U.S. institutions and, and not being sent back. Uh, but the Smithsonian one is actually expected to be more extensive. And it really focuses on the 39 Benin bronzes that they've hold, held um, and had all been on view in the museum at one point. Um, but let's talk about the art pieces themselves, because I actually don't know if a lot of people know what Benin art is like. I mean, we certainly talk about it doing art history, but for me, that was definitely a first when we talked about it during art history. I previously never really had any conception of African art. I think most of our pop culture is centered around Western art and Western canon. So I'll go through a preview of what Benin art is like. So like I said, it comes from the kingdom of Benin, started in the 11th century and lasted until it was annexed by the British Empire and 1897, and it was one of the oldest and most developed states in the coastal region of West Africa. It was started by the Edo people, and they actually have a, what is called an oba, which is their equivalent of a king. And the art pieces we learned about during art history were actually from the oba's palace, and it was these bronze decorative wall plaques that were in the palace and it's carved with people from Benin. And the one we specifically learned about had attendants on the side holding shields to protect the Oba. And it showed court life in the 16th century and showed that the Oba was the head of the government. He was collecting taxes, controlling trade and the owner of all the land in the country. And there are more than 900 of these different plaques within the Oba's palace but they have a very specific look. And I feel like any of us, even though we only learned that one piece, that one Benin piece, we could probably recognize on site 
any other Benin pieces because they're bronze and a lot of them are wall plaques and they have a very characteristic look with the soldiers. And it just is very different from any other African art pieces that are out there. And I would best describe it as these kind of shorter people with somewhat rounder faces. But yeah, but if you just, you know, I think for us, if we just see another similar piece, we can just be like, oh, that's a Benin art plaque, wall plaque, um, similar piece. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because, I mean, we didn't go super in depth on Benin art. There's definitely a lot more other styles, uh, but I think the Oba wall plaques are some of the most recognizable and some of the most looted ones, <laughs> to put it mildly. But I just wanted to highlight the fact that an American museum is actually going to send their pieces back, uh, which is, I think, unprecedented, considering the fact that even like the wing Nike of Samothrace, which is probably one of the most famous Greek sculptor sculptures, is actually in the London Museum and not in Greece. <laughs> Um, this kind of reminds me of the Aztec headdress that we talked about back in yeah. the very first Lama exclusive episode that yeah. we did. Um, yeah. Back then, we talked about how this headdress was located in an Austrian museum and how Mexican officials were wanting it back. And then here, now we see that an American museum is actually giving back know culturally significant art pieces to like non-western people so. yeah no I, yeah i think it's a great move um and as the smithsonian says it's part of their larger revision of their collection piece policy to be more ethical and mm -hmm. this that's right this is an ethical move right like these pieces are not sold or given to the country as a gift, right? They were mm -hmm. likely to have been looted, even if it wasn't looted by the US themselves, it was looted by other people and made it their way to American hands, right? And so nothing mm -hmm. about that process is clean and ethical. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that a museum is actually taking a stand and doing this because I think the conception from museums are like, oh, we need to have everything so we can say we have everything, right? And that gives us credence. But no, hoarders. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're exactly, they're hoarders. Um, I, I was listening to like a long form podcast by Malcolm Gladwell, and he was talking about the problems museums have with hoarding. And a lot of the stuff just goes unseen as well, right? They collect all this amazing stuff and it just gets stored. But they want to do it because it gives them credence, right? Mm. So I'm I'm personally really glad to see that because yeah, if we want to go see African art, we should go to Africa to see it, not the US. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this is also sort of reminiscent, like how you were just discussing how all these things have made it have made their way to I guess Western museums when they're not from Western countries. Um, mm -hmm. we, I think we talked about this, or like we touched on this in our Hope Diamond episode as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how we were talking about how all of these diamonds and like precious jewels have been looted from around the world, like 
from non-Western countries that were colonized at one point, and now they're sitting in museums or like probably also in the hands of like rich people or you know yeah wealthy exactly. royalty yeah no exactly or like Sandra mentioned in previous episodes like some of it a lot of art is probably sitting in private hands in private galleries mm-hmm. and we will never ever see them like the public will never ever get to see them right yeah. Like those Fabergé eggs. <laughs> we don't know yeah, where exactly. those are. Yeah. Um, yeah. We may never know. Okay. Yeah. So food for thought. What if either the majority of artwork or the majority of museums returned artwork that shouldn't belong there? And then like COVID goes away. Like it's all just like a curse. Yeah, the American museums have just been unleashing curses by holding foreign art. No, 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 they're breaking curses by returning foreign art. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, what, they've had these artifacts for, like, decades, probably, right? Yeah. So it's just been, like, accumulating, like, all this bad mojo. and then This is, like, the perfect plot for a movie. Um... Uh, you know what like, this reminds me of <laughs> what this reminds me of night at the museum <laughs> okay i was thinking like movies along those lines where yeah like the native people are wanting back their artifact and until they return it or like the white people they go to like somewhere non-western and then they're like oh we're gonna take this and then that unleashes a curse upon them and until they give it back or like return it to its rightful place the curse won't go away yeah yeah exactly. i actually think this would be yeah you can definitely write a movie and make a movie about this and it's also kind of like um june moon from what is it ah dr june moon from not the avengers the dc version of the avengers <laughs> I'm offending so many people by saying that. Um, oh, uh, the Justice League. Yeah, no, Justice not League. the ju- Suicide Squad. Dr. She was like, uh, yeah, Doctor June Moon. She became the Enchantress. She was played by Cara Delevingne in Suicide Squad too. Oh, I um, haven't seen Suicide Squad too. Okay, so basically, she is an archaeologist and finds actually, I think, an African piece. And it was a statue of a woman, and I think she touched it and then became a witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe we're then just leaning too heavily on the mysterious foreign art pieces have mythical powers in them when they're really just like daily daily things decorative. It's like it's like our version of a wall painting or a mural, right? Maybe I mean, I think I've seen, yeah, I I think I've seen people talk about this stuff. Actually, wait, never mind. I was going to say with, like, biblical or, like, historic or, like, things that are significant in the Bible, like, things like that. But I don't think I've seen movies about that. I don't know if they exist or, like, if that's more taboo to make movies about, but it's okay to make movies about like native cultures doing i don't know yeah does that make sense yeah cause, well yeah because 
because it's not an accurate representation, right? Now we have mm. concept, our conception of like, oh, African art or like African treasures or South American treasures is that they're first. Or even Asian, like any non-Western. Yeah, yeah, any non-Western art or kind of like significant um, sculptures, pottery, et cetera, is mm. that first of all, they have to be booby trapped right? You have to go through a jungle to find them. And then two, they probably contain some sort of mythical curse. And so my question is that, is that a bad stereotype to have? Is it better that we actually educate people? Because if we're saying that all- the answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think, Sandra? I mean, yeah. But I don't know. Mm. Hold on. Let me think on this. <laughs> Would you say like not teaching people about this leaves? I mean, it does leave that source of that sort of um, mysteriousness to non-Western cultures. And then also. Well, I feel <laughs> like I think you've talked about like gatekeeping it. So it kind of keeps it. Well, I feel like when you learn about another culture, there is some type of mysticism to you about it. Mm -hmm. But I do think, so I don't think that will ever really go away. But I do feel that educating people on it kind of takes away the like, kind of like, like kind of fetishistic look of it. Yeah. You know? So instead of looking at it like, ooh, from this area, you'll be like, oh, it'll it'll turn from like, oh, this is something new and intriguing to me yeah. that I want to know more about. Mm-hmm. This is like, ooh, looking after like mystery. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And yeah. I also think it perpetuates this, the idea that, oh, these people were uncivilized in some way or, you know, they were because they had all this witchcraft, they're exotic or different from us when that's not the case, right? You know, like Mm -hmm. the headdress is part of a ceremonial event. And that's like, if we then put the Pope's uh, outfit in a museum, right? And we're like, look, (laughs) this is what they wore back in the day. But it's just like a religious thing, right? When the, uh, I was gonna say when the, uh, non-Western cultures rise up and take back <laughs> everything that was <laughs> ours and more. Then the Pope's outfit will be in the museum. <laughs> then the Pope's, uh, yeah. We would have to destroy the church first, you know, dismantle the Catholic Church. <laughs> I don't think that that would happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. Unless but- like. I don't know, aliens took over or something. <laughs> we like, yeah, the apocalypse happened. Yeah. Well, we yeah. stayed a little bit from the original topic, but I think we had a good discussion. We're writing some of the wrongs in the past. The Smithsonian is giving back Benin art, which they should have, because it obviously does not belong to them. And hopefully other museums will follow in their steps. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
So if you have any stories that you would like us to cover, please email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. You should also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where our handles are all at artdramalama, and support us on Patreon, where our handle is also artdramalama. And lastly, thank you for joining us, and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, llamas. Bye. Peace. Thank you.